Welcome to another episode of the Star City Podcast. I'm Brian Smith, and I'll be your host today for part two of an interview we began last week with Christian songwriter, author, worship leader, speaker, and my friend, Dr. Gary Mathena. Can you imagine running for 20, 30, or even 50 miles through mountains, forests, and deserts? Well, listen with us today about Gary's experiences in ultra trail running and what biblical principles and applications he's drawn from his running that have been an encouragement to him and how he seeks to run his own race of faith as a follower of Jesus Christ. Now let's pick up our conversation with Gary today. You know, Gary, in case someone is curious or a daredevil like yourself and thinking <laughs> about uh, maybe looking into the sport, uh, any suggestions of where they could go or how they could find out more about uh, ultra trail running? Sure. You know, the, uh, uh, of course, you know, Googling trail running or ultra running is a great, uh, is a great resource. There are some great websites out there uh, that just uh, that that are very explicit on you know how to how to prepare how to train how to uh, nutrition issues you know how to eat and drink while you're on the run how to get started uh, I mean for instance I mean I, I I never was a runner and so the way that I started running is uh, I just took off from my uh, house and went down to the end of the block and came home. <laughs> that was my first day. Uh, <laughs> that sounds uh, like that would be like m- and so, me trying it. And so then every day I would I would go a little further. I'd go to the next house, the next house. Pretty soon I was running around the block, and just little by little I would mm. just add a little bit of mileage, you know, a little bit of distance. And and uh, uh, but uh, about how long did it take you to work up to uh, say a ten mile run? Well, uh, I would say probably uh, probably three, four, five months. Okay. I guess you know it's not the key is to pace yourself. That's exactly right. You don't want to do it too much too soon. Is uh, too much uh, too soon is is uh, is something you got to be careful of. You feel good, uh, and you, so you'll do too much one day, and you'll pay for it <laughs> a couple of days later. So it's it's good to take little incremental increases. They say not to increase your mileage uh, more than 10% a week. Uh, whether you do that 10% in distance or 10% in, in minutes, mm-hmm. in time. But uh, a, a good rule of thumb is to only increase um, your effort by about 10% per week. And that'll keep you in a safe zone of not doing too much too soon. Good word. Good word. Now, Gary, you're a, a composer, an author, uh, a worship leader, a preacher, Bible study teacher, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ above all. I imagine when you're on the trail and you're um, running, that time um, that means more to you than simply watching for your next step, doesn't it? Sure, sure. I, I, you know, you can, you can learn a lot about yourself uh, while uh, training for an ultra marathon. And um, of course, uh, it's, it's very much a, a test of endurance, um, but uh, th- there's a there's a uh, there's a physical dynamic to it. There's an emotional dynamic mm-hmm. to it, uh, but at the same time, for me at least, there's a spiritual dynamic to running on the trails. And when you're out there in the beauty of God's creation and um, uh, surrounded by by all of that beauty, it 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 it's it's a, it, there's a spiritual aspect of that to me that. Uh, just makes me want to worship the God yes. that created all of that. And so uh, when I'm running, a lot of people like to listen uh, to music while they run. 
or uh, but I, I I just like to listen to the forest. I like mm. to listen to the mountains. I, and I, I like to just be present, uh, uh, listening to my uh, to my feet uh, hit the dirt path. Tells you a lot about you know your your uh, your running efficiency and and I, I like to think a lot uh, while I'm on the trail. I, I I pray a lot while I'm on the trail, and uh, but I I just uh, like to be in the moment. And mm. for me anyway, it's distracting to listen to something while I'm trying to run. Yes, and especially if you're running on the trails in the Blue Ridge with all the roots and the and and, and the rocks, you need to be pretty present. You, if your mind wanders a little bit, you'll flip an ankle pretty quick. Boy, I can and, certainly uh, <laughs> see that being a, being a risk. Well, Gary, I've been blessed to hear several Christian life illustrations and applications of God's Word that you've connected uh, with your running experiences in some of the sermons that you've preached. Uh, there's a connection, as you just alluded to, between running and your faith in Christ and how you utilize that time. As we wrap up, would you please share one of your stories with our listeners today uh, about uh, that you that came to you from your experience running and your Christian life as a follower of Jesus Christ? Sure, I um, I think probably <laughs> the story I'd want to share um, is about uh, running my first marathon. Um, that was back in in uh, March of two thousand four. And uh, I I'd trained for several months to to run the Los Angeles Marathon, and uh, it was quite intimidating to say the least. Uh, just to drive down to Los or up uh, to, or down, yeah, to drive down to Los Angeles was intimidating enough. But there was over seventeen thousand runners there uh, that day, and um, it was a beautiful, uh, clear Southern California morning, as I recall. But the thing that made the race kind of a challenge, a big challenge, really, especially for me, was that most everybody that had been training for that race that day had been training during the winter months because the race was in March. And and all of us were expecting mild Southern California spring uh, day. Uh, um, they, uh, uh, historically, the high should have been somewhere around 64 degrees. But on this particular day, of all days, the high was a hot and extremely humid 87 degrees. Mm, wow. Now, that wasn't much of a problem for the elite runners because they finished the race well before the heat of the day even arrived. But for most of us runners in the middle and the back of the pack, it, it was just brutally, brutally hot by mid-morning. And I remember shuffling along, and, and, and the sidewalks were just littered with bodies of people who dehydrated and they just their bodies were not acclimated to running in that kind of humidity and that kind of heat because of the training that we had done, what we had expected, and um, so I I wanted to quit so badly, but I trained so hard and worked so hard to get ready for this race, and and I just kept shuffling along, kept moving forward, and uh, and after what seemed like forever, I turned the last corner and I could see the finish line in the distance, about a half mile away. By this time, I was beyond exhausted. Mm. I mean, my shoulders were slumped. I was looking down at shuffling shoes on the blistering pavement. I was just barely moving. I was moving, but just barely. I was feeling so demoralized and dejected. I felt Mm. like a failure that I had not accomplished what I wanted to accomplish that day. But but then (laughs) something incredible happened. Uh, I heard a voice from the sidewalk, and I recognized the voice. 
as my uh, as my uh, three year old granddaughter Emma Grace, and she was she was yelling out, "Run, Dad, Dad, run!" <laughs> <clears throat> and so I, I looked over to my left and I saw my family there. My son in law Michael had come down to mm. cheer me on. My daughter Leah, and of course my wife Donita was there. And um, Michael scooped up Emma Grace in his arms so they could run along the sidewalk, run alongside me. And they continued to give me encouragements. And I I heard my my daughter uh, uh, say, run, Dad, run, you can do it. And um, my wife joined in, and they were cheering me on. And I remember, this is, I guess, the emotional part of running, but I remember uh, feeling so emotional at all this show of love and support. I began to cry. And, And at that moment, something incredible happened in my heart. Uh, I, I, I was feeling demoralized and dejected. And, and as my family began to cheer me on, uh, I just had a whole new attitude. It just came over me. I, 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 I threw my shoulders back and stood up straighter. Mm. And my dead man's shuffle became a light-footed sprint to yes. the finish line. And as I crossed the finish line, I raised my hands as if I had won the race <laughs> and uh, cheered as we, as we together, my family and I, uh, crossed the finish line there at that race. I, I could not help but think of Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2, which is, mm. I guess, my theme verse for my running, where the writer of Hebrews said, Therefore we also, since we, all of us, are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who mm. for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, yes. despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And what I would just encourage our listeners with today is that you know, sometimes running the race of life can feel like a grueling marathon. We struggle, we stumble, we, we feel like we'll never make it to the finish line. And with blood, sweat, and tears, we look up from the pavement and the face of the Lord Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And we hear the Lord Jesus say to us in the race of life, run, dear saint, run. You're almost there. Don't quit. Keep going. You're not alone. I'm running with you all the way. Mm. So my prayer today for all of us uh, that we will be able to say with the Apostle Paul as we cross the finish line of life with tears of joy and hands raised high, Paul said to the young preacher boy Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Wow. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Gary. What a wonderful and true hope we have in Christ when it comes to the end of our race of faith in this life. Gary, thank you so much for joining us today. And may our God continue to bless you, my brother, as you you continue to serve and follow him. And thank you for being a blessing to us today. My pleasure. Thank you, sir. Now, friends, be sure to check out Gary's book entitled One Thing Needful, An Invitation to the Study of Worship. You can get it in paperback, and it's still available on Amazon. And thank you for joining us today for another episode of the Star City Podcast. I hope your time with us has been encouraging for you, and I hope that you will strive to live this week, as always, by His grace and for His glory.